Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everything in Potteration, because sometimes the internet can be too much. I am Robert, and I'm now back in 60 FPS, baby. I'm Daily HD. The D stands for Daily, also. Mm, hi, da Wait, Daily. Hi, Daily. Uh, hi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Colin, and I am now in 8K. Fuck 4K. 8K is the future. Mm. Yeah, you got, you got to have a fucking $4,000 TV to watch me. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we don't put video on our podcast or else it'd just be too big of a file. He's yeah, too powerful. Yeah, you don't understand. All of us have like $10,000 PCs. So you just watch ourselves over over video chat. Mm -hmm. We're very uh, narcissistic in that way. Yes. Same. I can see uh, every single one of Robert's pores. And I only have two. You have to find them, though. <laughs> Is that a zit? <laughs> on today's episode uh we're gonna talk about how in video games remakes and remasters have been a huge thing we see them everywhere and anytime a new one is announced everyone on the internet goes goes nuts for them in some way or another like very rarely do you see people who are kind of meh about uh, a large scale remake and or remaster so uh we figured it'd be a good time to kind of talk about them chat about them figure out you know, what the fuck's the difference? Because who knows anymore, really? And kind of go a little bit into the history of remakes and remasters. And let's talk about remakes and remasters. So I kind of want to go around the table. When you see the phrase remaster, what comes through your head daily? Like a game, like new game remastered. What goes through your head? It's rarely games that I've played. So okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not in the meh camp. But I'm in the, oh, maybe this is a chance for me to play this, finally. Mm. What about you, Colin? Wait, are, are we defining it or giving our opinion? I just, you're, you're th what, what do you, you want to say? You go with it. Okay, well, so, like, the difference between remake and remaster, like, I, I it, it actually does bother me when people use them interchangeably, if I'm being honest, because they're mm. two different things to me. Like, mm. when you say remaster, you're taking the game as it originally was and just simply uprising it and like giving making it perform better whereas a remake is like you're 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 remaking the game like from the ground up graphics included maybe the gameplay changes and all that sort of thing so basically remaster is the original game but better performance uprezzed and like remake is like from the ground up uh, basically just cosmetically remade or even mechanically remade as well Mm. I want to, yeah, I want to change my answer um, oh, okay. because of what Colin said. <laughs> oh, um, okay. I actually feel more strongly toward remakes as far as like feeling like, oh, this is my chance to play this game for the first time. Whereas remasters, I feel less, I guess, like, like it's, I, I feel like it's for the people that have already played the original. Whereas I feel like a remake is more like all aboard if you haven't done this before here's your chance mm. yeah so it can get a little uh messy when you do start to talk about mechanics because when remasters i have seen remasters that do have for instance scarlet sword have like quality of life changes even though cosmetically they haven't really been changed and otherwise mechanically they haven't been changed right so then my question to you two is, can we just call most remasters a port? 
Or is there something that the oh. word remaster implies that goes beyond just a port? It should. Mm. I would say if you're going to slap the title remaster on there, I want something remastered. Like, I, d I don't consider any of the Skyrim ports to be a remaster. Other but there's than Skyrim Special Edition. The Special Edition, is which Skyrim is Special a Edition remaster. remaster. But yeah. prior to the release of that, all the ports onto everything, no, that's a port in itself. Yeah, because you're you're essentially, I mean, at least with the case of Skyrim, right? If you take the original file on of Skyrim, right, and you play it on PC, that's still just Skyrim. You play it on 360, that's still just Skyrim. You play that same disc on your Xbox One, but it upreses it, like, that's still just a port of Skyrim. Right. You know? Um, so, like... That's the difference for me. I think a really good example would be like, um, like you can play Grand Theft Auto 3 Vice City and San Andreas on PS4 as we speak right now, but there's like virtually nothing done to them. I think their internal resolution is like 1080p now, but mm -hmm. like they've done nothing in terms of like changing the aspect ratio, changing like the actual like resolution, the frame rate, the performance, like none of that has changed. It's just a really is basically as basic as you can get port. Right. That were there, you would call them straight up a port, right? Yeah. Where I would think, for example, like, so Final Fantasy VII Remake has not come out on PC yet, but there's really strong hints that it will. And when it comes out on PC, it's not going to be called Final F Fantasy VII Remake Remastered for PC. It's just going to be right. called the port of Final Fantasy VII to PC, right? But they could do that because Square they, Enix yeah. likes its long titles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you a big fan of Dragon Quest XI Age of Echoes Special e Edition S something? Excuse me. It's Echoes of an Elusive Age S. Oh, right. By the way, Colin put a, like pushed up glasses that he's not wearing. Oh, when yeah. he said they just that. appeared. They just showed up. <laughs> why, do you, why do you guys have to break the illusion for people? Huh? Killjoys over here. Both of these. Um, Same. but no so the way i think about it too a good way to think about it i think actually is is music um so like if you have uh a song on i don't know cassette tape right or an album let's say and then you have the same album on cd it's the same album it's just a port of said album mm -hmm. right like nothing about the those songs has fundamentally changed other than like they they may be a higher bit rate because they're on a cd instead of a cassette tape um, but if you were to get like a, and you get remasters too of songs where like the engineer will go in and actually like change the way the mix is like change levels and everything. That's a remaster of a song. So that like you have a port over here, you have a remaster and then occasionally like Taylor Swift is doing lately, right? Yes. She's remaking all of her music. That is mm -hmm. a remake. That's She's re-recording it. Interesting. Yeah. So what I kind of want to do now is go through what I see as the different tiers of remaster remake because I don't think it's as binary as remaster and remake. I think there's just so many different ways that developers yeah. have taken it where I think it'd be an interesting thought experiment for us to kind of figure out the categories if we can, if it's even possible. And it's not going to be a holistic list because there's over 500 remakes and remasters out there since the 80s. I don't that's, think we're going to go through a couple. All. Just a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, the most basic form is an HD remat, like where it's just like the Legend of Mana thing that came out sort of recently where it's like it looks better, 
but it's still mm. the same game, runs the same way, plays the same way, etc. That or like Modern Warfare, the campaign remastered, like, you know, it looks better, better textures, but it's still like, it's that campaign, it plays the same, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I Well, I think the, the main thing with, with HD, like really any ports, remakes, anything, is it's, to me, it's all about making those things more accessible, right? So like, just putting them on a new, more accessible console or a modern console is like, mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's what it's all about. And that's the important part for me, uh, especially like especially any games from like the 8 bit or 16 bit era. Mm. I mean, you don't really need to uh, remake those games necessarily. Cause it, like Pixel Art holds up really well, um, except that's what Squeenix is doing. I okay. see wow. one through six. Uh, yeah. And only putting them in Steam and mobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, but I think that 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 is always a good thing. I don't think somebody should have to, you know, dig out a, an nes somewhere and buy yeah you know 60 you, you 70 dollar cartridges on second hand i mean that's it's i mean there's there's something to be said about retro collecting but that's a whole nother episode that's you shouldn't have to be no a dedicated retro collector in order to access these games which no. i think is like almost a conversation in and of itself mm. of like game preservation and yes. then accessibility of that preservation um like do we treat it in the same way that we do movies in that form of art or do we treat it more of like a commodity a thing that you buy a collector's item right yeah and um like you said this is a whole nother episode but yeah that's i mean that's the frustrating thing right because it's it's to the point now where i mean if you're in the retro collecting scene it's it's terrible like it games are getting so expensive now to collect if you want any really anything older than like the ps3 era and even ps3 games are going up in price can you believe that mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy like so you know the 3ds like after the switch came out i mean there's still 3ds games coming out and all those games are already like crazy expensive oh yeah yeah oh that's so, gonna be i predict some annoyances in my future then yeah, oh, yeah. Dang. Because, and then the thing is you can't easily port, the, port those games that's the issue right because there's no real other console with like dual screens they've done it with right. a few games like the Mega Man ZX Legacy Collection that is or the Zero Z it's another long fucking title from Capcom um, <laughs> but yeah that one is a port of a bunch of DS and GBA games to the Switch and everything else and I think that one has done pretty well uh, in terms of like how they do the double screen thing but then you know you come with games like um etrian odyssey that's really hard to do because you're always drawing the map on the touch screen mm. while navigating the dungeon on the top screen and it's like that's mm, tough that's why emulators uh, don't do it mm-hmm. yeah um, I, I, but, well sorry i was gonna say like that's why the world ends with you was like really criticized because of the way it, it ported because that was a ds game and they ported it to switch and it doesn't right play right because it was so reliant on having two screens Mm-hmm. Um, but to veer this conversation back toward like defining remakes and remasters right mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I laid out hd ports which is like the basic one like legend of mana right and i'm gonna go through the other ones that i've identified but also it's an open discussion i don't think this is the be all end all right so from hd ports then you have like collections right you mm-hmm. see this all the time like uncharted collection bioshock mm-hmm. collection mass effect mm-hmm. legendary edition just came out like earlier this year right and those are all mainly often kind of like hd ports at most right like up sometimes but it's mainly a way for you to get all three of those games that you loved or all four or all five right all in one nice little collection on your modern console right 
Um, then you have ports or not ports. You have remasters with like neat features. Um, some that I can think of off the top of my head are like the Final Fantasy games. They get like the turbo mode for the older mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy seven and ten. Like they got a super like double speed, triple speed makes grinding a lot better. And a lot of those like little cheats and hacks you can use to play the game more easily. Uh, or Master Chief Collection where like Halo 2 had that neat little like the the on off switch where you could like play the old graphics, press a button and then it just right to the uh, modern day graphics. It made that it made that noise. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually they did that for uh, the Halo Comedy Vault Anniversary Edition, too. Oh, nice. Uh, it should be. Noted. I think that's the first time they did it. That way, the, they, somebody doesn't correct you in the comments. Right. I mean, I don't I don't play much Halo anyway, but yes, good call on that. Who, who's um, Master Chef? I think he's a Gordon <laughs> Ramsay. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. It's Gordon Halo, Ramsay. Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> yes. Same. That's that's what Halo Infinite's code name was. Yep. Um, but yeah, so those games, I mean, that's still like you're still playing Halo 2. It still moves the same, runs the same, etc. But it just mm-hmm. looks better, right? It has that neat little um, mechanic of being able to switch their graphics. And then perhaps the most intensive remasters I see, which I, I still kind of think of them more as remasters, but I feel like Colin might disagree, are things like that Demon Souls remake, the 2021, the Crash and Spyro trilogies that mm-hmm. recently came out, or like Link's Awakening, the the Switch version from 2019, which I know Link's Awakening was remade twice, right? Let's not forget that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so for those games, I think like, yes, they are remade from the ground up for the most part, but it's still like you are playing the same video game mechanic to mechanic, level to level. It just looks way better. Yeah. So in that, I guess, definition, it's more like a, a faithful remake, Maybe. like a, a um, direct remake. Um mm. Just to suggest that, you know, you're not getting any kind of like narrative changes or mechanic changes. It's just updated to match right now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's those are remakes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. To me, those are those are those are remakes because you're changing. I mean, you're changing the graphics completely. Um, To to me, a lot a lot of remakes just has to do with a lot of cosmetic stuff, Mm. Um, you know. Because it's like, you know, like with the, uh, for instance, the the PS3 era, we got a lot of like HD collections, which are just taking the original game and essentially just uprising them. Um, whereas this is like, you know, Demon Souls is running on an entirely new engine. Crash and Spyro are running on entirely new engines. Link's Awakening is running on an entirely new, like created from the ground up sort of deal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. From like a games as art perspective. Um, such drastic cosmetic changes. I think that just turns it into a wholly different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And if I remember right, too, didn't Demon Souls like add a few new gameplay things? Maybe they well they added a new character creator, which is compl- it's that's brand new. Um, oh yeah, but didn't they add that like scavenger hunt thing with the coins that you could get that really cool armor? Yeah, that was like an right. Easter egg bonus thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess yeah, I could see the argument for all of these being remakes, but I also think at the end of the day, it's like if you played Demon Souls two thousand eight, right? You played it back then, like it's there isn't enough for it to feel like oh, this is a brand new experience aside from the visuals, is the way I see it, you know, and mm-hmm. sound. Unless you're going to get deja vu, basically. 
yeah like you already know everything that's going to happen even the way everything that'll it'll feel you know you already kind of know that vibe you're just going into it to experience it again in way better graphics yes yeah so wait uh so you're saying that like a remake to you has to change the game fundamentally i don't think it has to but i think when you see things like final fantasy 7 remake resident evil 2 3 remake it's like okay now this is honestly i feel like we should come up with a different way to describe those than remake personally mm. right yeah well because i don't i see what you're saying but i don't think remaster for like demon souls crash and spyro Link's awakening shadow of the colossus i don't think remaster is the right term for it either though yeah yeah i guess yeah, that's, there needs that's to fair. be because i guess the argument would be like y- you say remake when you're talking about like the halloween remake mm-hmm. um versus like a halloween remaster yeah right yeah because yeah. you take film and you port it to 4k that's i mean that's that's I'm, well you're well you might not be remastering the film you can just port a film to that but it, like if it's an older movie usually they're like remastering it and like going through the original film cells and then uprising it mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know i think re- that that gets a little muddy there i, I get what you're saying but i think I, to me personally i still i still put those under the remake category so like to yeah. me demon souls is a remake as well as Final Fantasy remake, which Final Fantasy seven remake literally has remake in the title, which I honestly kind of funny to me that they yeah, kept that in there. Because when you think about Final Fantasy seven remake, right, specifically that one, like even before the Tetsuya Nomura fuckery, right, which we're not going <laughs> to spoil anything, but just heads up, it doesn't exactly follow There's what you might There's some fuckery remember. here. Yeah, if you played the original, this doesn't exactly follow the story. It's close, right? But even factoring all of that out aside, it's a wholly different game. Like playing Seven Remake, like playing a battle in it feels so different than yeah. playing a random encounter in the original Final Fantasy Seven game, right? And that to me is like, this goes beyond what any other game, except for like Resident Evil 2 Remake, this goes beyond mm. what a lot of other games do when they say Remake. Because a lot of those other games, like Crash, right? It's like, cool, it looks pretty. I can count all the fur on Crash's body. That's cool. That's what I wanted to do. Same, thank you. Um, You're still running and jumping and spinning. It's the same levels, right? Like, it's the same, Mm -hmm. you know, map designs. Um, So you're still getting that same feeling. Whereas, like, when you play as Cloud in 7 Remake, it's just wildly different. Totally different skill set, totally different mindset, right? So what I will say is um, remake is usually used in passing conversation when talking about um, those games, like whether it's Demon's Souls or Final Fantasy seven remake. Right. But when you get into actual deep conversation about something like Final Fantasy seven remake or Resident Evil Two remake, uh, people use the word reimagining. And I think mm. that's a really good. key term. Oh, yeah. So, cause, yeah, because it's game reimagined exactly all new graphics and new devs maybe right well because that's that's true because i mean you look at like resident evil 2 remake and it's like yeah we we took what was previously just pre-rendered backgrounds and we made them 3d interactable and we added a lot of content right and we added a lot of stuff that wasn't in the original source material right but we Mm -hmm. reimagined essentially this world and reinterpreted it Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, another good re yes. reinterpreted. Re- Resident R- Evil 2 reinterpreted. Oh, they 
call us up <laughs> tm <laughs> that's, that's what, you have what, to buy that from us <laughs> yeah that's what the re engine's all about it's not reach yeah. the moon or whatever um but yeah i think the resident evil 2 remake is an interesting one too right because it it also takes so it actually takes away a lot of enemies from the old game like there are no big spiders in 2 remake as far as i'm aware right wait was that yeah. two but, or one that had giant spiders i think it was two Oh, wait, I, think, I think it was I mean, the giant snake both, from the first one. Both had spiders. Big at spoder. one point, there was a spider. There was big, big spoder, mm-hmm. and then two, there were little spoder. Yeah, I mean, still big for spoders, but yeah, not as big oh. as. Yeah. I love this conversation. I've, yeah, I've Same. never played all the way through the original Resident Evil or Resident Evil Two or Three, for that matter. So, mm-hmm. fake, fan, yeah, fake gamer here. I know, fake no, fucking same. gamer. Right, so I think there's some really pedantic people out there who'd be like, um, actually, Resident Evil 2 Remake takes away a lot of stuff, too, and it's like, okay, so it might have taken away some enemies, but the overall experience, right, would you have rather never played Resident Evil 2 Remake at all? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. St- people still hail it as probably the p- best Resident Evil period now, yeah. like Resident Evil 2 Remake specifically. Like, people are like, no, yeah. this is like quintessential Resident Evil, like, this is Resident Evil as it should be. Sort of and thing. if not that, people do also say Resident Evil 2 remake is the quint like every remake should be like that is what some people say yeah, as well. Yeah. Which is what we had with the first remake. And then as time passed, then they just did it all over again. Mm-hmm. And set the standard once more for remakes. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're the- referring to like the, the remake of the first game they did for GameCube? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that, that did also kind of revolutionize Which things, right? Was like a, a big step in terms of like, this is what a remake can be. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, to to make while we're talking about Resident Evil, I want I wanted to save this for later, but I'll say it now because it's like pretty fascinating. So, does everyone here that know the story, the relationship between Devil May Cry and Resident Evil? Yes. Yeah. We, how yeah. like Devil May Cry used to be like at one point was Resident Evil Four. Yeah, a Resident Evil 4 prototype spun off to become Devil May Cry. So in a weird way, Devil May Cry is a Resident Evil 4 remake, kind of, ish, maybe. That might be stretching it, right? But Resident Evil 1, the OG in a mansion with the bad voice acting and all of that, was a remake of a Japanese game called Sweet Home, which is a haunted, haunted mansion game that came out with a movie or a TV show, I think, back in Japan. So even at its core, Resident Evil came out of remake ideas. Thank you, remakes. Yeah. We have so much to thank you for. Yeah. I mean, also Resident Evil technically isn't the first survival horror game. It was just the first to call itself survival horror. Yeah, um, it was the first good one. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. setting the standard. Yeah, unless you want to go play Alone in the Dark on MS-DOS, but have fun with right. that. Right. Yes. But yeah. Absolutely. I think re, like I I know Colin's gonna hate me for this for using remake and remaster interchangeably, right? Because I've been doing that a lot this episode. What do you mean, Robert? I already hated you. I know. Um <laughs> so one question I do want to pose to you, dude, because it's something I was thinking about for a bit, is the Pokemon games, right? Okay. So you have I th- I'm thinking very specifically of uh Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Best, best, best. Right. But best also just favorite a lot of like the omega sapphire and or alpha ruby. alpha sapphire omega ruby Good. right so Good all of game the, yeah all of those are i would say remakes right because yes. they also yeah. add a ton of stuff right and they're taking advantage of the new hardware they're on too 
Right. But then when you see people talk about them on wikis or like categorize them on the wikis, right? They're not really listed as like, you know, silver remake. They're literally listed as their own separate thing. Soul I've silver. I noticed that right? within Har- the Pokemon fandom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I will say too that Pokemon is definitely like a pretty big blind spot for me. Um, so like, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I, it, I'm assuming, I'm guessing it's because they add so much content when they remake it. Yeah. But in the same vein, you have Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, and it's more of like a like an in like not as marketed. It's more like like you just have that information as a gamer um, that it's a yellow remake versus them actually being like, here, we remade yellow. I mean, that's another good point, too, though, right? That you bring up yellow, like most of the older games had like so they came out with two and then the third one. Right. Yep. And the third one, is it a remaster kind of ish? Because usually it, it mixes the best of both worlds where it mixes up both of the like the slight differences between the two. It mixes them in the third. So like you have right. Ruby and Sapphire, which are two separate, but the same game. And then Emerald, which kind of combines them both. Right. So, yeah, it can, never like I, I was just excited for more Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Can, can somebody explain that to me? Like, that's that's honestly the part of Pokemon that I never quite understood. Like, you have the two versions and I know there's like differing story beats or something. Right. And then there's like, it, 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 do some of them have different Pokemon? Is that why? Yes. The incentives yeah, that's there. The original conceit um, that inspired Pokemon was the ability to trade them. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to have uh, each game have its own Pokedex, and then in order to complete the Pokedex, you'll have to trade with a friend. Yeah, I'll um, buy both of them to get more money out of you. Well, then you'd also need to buy two consoles, two handhelds to trade them <laughs> to each other. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, v- very few of them have different story beats. Like I think even in Ruby Sapphire, right? It was like two different bad guys like bad guy teams, but they yeah. played the same functioning role. Um, I see. So, so yeah, the, the biggest change is usually like the Pokemon you can capture, like both the legendary that's on the box art, but then yeah. also like a few other handfuls, occasionally some other hidden legendaries. Yeah, which is usually what people then are like, are you going to get this one because it has this Pokemon or are you going to get this one because it has this pokemon that you want like i decided purely which uh sword or shield i was getting whether or not it had a galarian or not galarian yeah galarian ponytail mm. oh the rainbow ponytail the, yes mm. i needed that oh, i needed yeah. that in my life so <laughs> yeah. i got the one with galarian ponytail well then what I mean, then why wouldn't you wait until like the third game comes out then like when you had like ruby sapphire and then emerald comes out like why the fuck would i ever go back to We're sapphire not guaranteed ruby? a third game yeah i mean we haven't gotten a third game in a while like it w- there was no black white and then gray people predicted gray that didn't come out yeah uh, but then x- there was black two and white two instead right so right and then x and y there wasn't a z sword and shield there wasn't gun i remember gun being one <laughs> i need it popular ex- pokemon gun which i would Jesus. love so much but yeah like the, for one the third game isn't guaranteed right there was uh, yeah and two i think sun moon and stars yeah and then even <sighs> in if you got emerald i still think you couldn't catch all of the pokemon in emerald if I so what's right. the point like what's 
And you trade what, with friends. That's well, why. yeah, but like Emerald, like what did it have that the other two didn't? Well, Emerald had a different story, right? Yeah, Emerald had a slightly different story. It had an extra like Delta episode, or that might have been added to uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. But it did have a slightly different story, and the um, the final legendary was. <laughs> It's just stupid now I think about it because the final legendary is Rayquaza and Emerald, right? But you yeah. can catch Rayquaza in both Ruby and Sapphire anyway. So, I don't know. <laughs> Money? Yeah. <laughs> I think there were slight gameplay differences. But I want more Pokemon. Yeah, but but this this leads into my... my uh, so, I did a lot of research for this episode because I was very curious. Um and I pulled up the the Wikipedia list of remakes and remasters because they have one. So caveat, it might not be holistic. It might not have everything right, but it's a pretty good start. And they have a list of, I think, like 538 remakes, remasters that are That's a couple. out and in production right now. And I was going as I was going through the list, right? First question I want to pose to you two, what's the oldest remaster remake you can think of? Mario. Which one? Ooh. At, that, when we when we moved out of the eight bit era. Mm. Well, actually, well, I mean that that is you can get pretty old with that daily because they remade uh, Super Mario Brothers. Wait, Doom. <laughs> nope, it's not Doom. No, well, because they remade Super Mario Brothers for the SNES, uh, for the That's Super right. Mario All Star Collection. Um, but Wolfenstein. I'm trying to think. It goes even older than that. Even so, older than Wolfenstein? Well, it, is. I could, well, you could, well, it depends on how granular we want to get with it, because then you could argue that there's different versions of Pong. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. And so you could get really deep into that nitty gritty. And at that point, then you kind of get into, is it a port or is it a remaster, right? Um, but the first one listed on the Wikipedia article is, it released in 1988, it was Kaete Mario Bros, which was the Famicom port remake master of the original arcade version of ah. mario bros Take wait so a port wait, oh, okay so home. a port counts there though because if you're talking arcade ports i mean there's a shitload of those right well no i think because there are also different mechanics that were added to kaite kita I, I see yeah okay so that's the oldest one listed in Wikipedia in 1988, which for me was kind of a surprise because when I first pitched this idea, this episode idea to YouTube, I was thinking like, okay, it just kind of seems like there's a lot of remakes and remasters recently because everyone's horny about nostalgia. Hell yeah. But it's been happening for a while. Mm. And so I dug a little deeper and I went through the entire list and based on my own knowledge and then Googling the ones I didn't know. So... This isn't infallible. You could probably double check my math and find some small mistakes, but I don't think it would change the overall picture I'm seeing. Is Japan be horny for remakes? Yes. Japan alone <laughs> is responsible for 319 of those entries. The rest of the world is responsible for 219 of the entries. Japan alone has 100 more remakes on the list on Wikipedia's list of remakes and remasters than the entire planet. Than the entire planet. That's that's crazy. Yes. This includes games made in Korea, Germany, UK, US, Mexico. It's wow. kind of that, that tracks, I think, in it my mind. Doesn't, as yeah, it doesn't far surprise as me. like um relying on a fan base. Um you can 
rely on people to come back to uh, a series that has already established itself. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of that um, while not necessarily... Uh, I'd say it's more of taking advantage of like the fan uh, culture around it versus taking advantage of nostalgia because if you make a remake pretty fast, then it's it's hardly nostalgic at that point. Right. I mean, while re- make while making a remake pretty fast, I mean, doesn't necessarily wholly rely on nostalgia at least for the devs, you know, because mm-hmm. if they think they can make money off of it, they'll do it. I mean, mm. we got a port, we got a remaster of The Last of Us a year after it came out. Right. That's true. And yeah. we're going to get another rema- remake <laughs> remakester of it soon, allegedly. Yeah, we Whoa. are, but um look no further than how many times Dragon Quest 3 has been remade and it's going to be remade again. Yeah, well Dragon Quest period. I I think yeah. a lot of the long-running JRPG franchises are notorious for how many ports, remasters, remakes we have oh. gotten. Um Dragon Quest is like there are so many ports and remasters of Dragon Quest 1 2 3 right to port them to different platforms there's so many uh ease i saw ease show up so many times that game that ys ease yes yeah big fan that that shows up so many yeah colin's a big fan i'll never get it hey you know what different strokes (laughs) for different ideas listen you Um, press a button and you swing a sword and you kill things and you'll level up and it's yeah but you can do that in devil may cry and it's better uh so robert <laughs> but yeah, so Ease shows up a lot. The early Final Fantasy games show up a lot, and they continue to show up to this day because again, Final Fantasy one through six are getting remakes very soon, as and or now and or have been, depending on when we release this, right? Um and then of course the granddaddy of them all, Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Mm. Like the big let's change everything, including the ending of of the story. God well, fuck that, the damn it, Nomura. Of that part of the story, right? Yeah. Which people didn't expect up until the game actually came out, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this is everything's going to be totally different. Yeah, for sure. That was not the expectation people had going in. No, no. And I mean, I'll be honest, I am far more excited for it than if it were just a straight remake of seven, like just mm. beat for beat, but just in the new engine and new graphics and new style and all that. Like, that'd be cool. But you know, I've suffered enough years of Kingdom Hearts. I think my body is trained to be curious about what Nomura's got. Uh, <laughs> my so. body is trained to be curious about what Nomura's got, if you know what I'm saying. So yep. mark mark my words. Kingdom Hearts, The World Ends With You, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Final Fantasy XV slash Versus Thirteen are all in the same universe. I think you mean 16. Final Fantasy sixteen. But wait, are there, are there people disappointed that it's not a, like practically frame for frame remake just with like the better gameplay and graphics better in quotes i mean law of large numbers yes there probably mm. are i mean there's people who... that are pissed off that it's not turn-based yeah yeah because then at that point it's like you know who who are you trying to please with these remakes right are you trying to please the yeah. hardcore fans and then if you're one of those hardcore fans who wants it just like it was back in the day why don't you just play final fantasy 7 on your playstation ah yeah, and you by the way, that. you you can play them. You can play the original Final Fantasy VII on basically every platform now. You can play it on your so, phone. Don't you have you phones? Play it on. You can literally. You, yeah, you guys, have, you guys phones, have phones, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but you can only play Final Fantasy one through six on fucking Steam and mobile for some goddamn reason now. We just said you guys have phones, right? <laughs> yeah, you have phones. 
Um, so I charted out the number of remakes and remasters per year by Japan and not Japan, right? Uh, out of curiosity. And the first year for any like not for the so the first year for non-Japanese IP remakes to hit five a year was 2003. 2003 was the first year where there were five remakes or remasters from not Japan. Wow. In Japan, that was 1993. Ooh. For the first year, there were actually, I think, like eight remastered remakes in that year. Let me do the math there real quick. Mm -hmm. Click, 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 click. I think that's a that's a 10-year difference. Yeah. And I mean, now it's pretty evened out. I would say like there are just as many remakes, remasters coming out of Japan than there are in the US or, or the West, right? Um, but you just see a much bigger like amount in the early years like two, 2000 and earlier and even up into like the 2010s japan still producing a lot more remakes and remasters around that time i find mm. that kind of interesting and it does make yeah. me wonder how japan sees the idea of a remake compared yeah. to what everyone else would think of right because i think their remakes and remasters tend to break expectations a lot like I think of mm -hmm. the um, Trials of Mana, right? That's that's uh, the third Mana game that never came out officially in the West until they did that collection and uh, like summer 2019. But then the remake of it was like a totally reimagined third person action game kind of thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I mean, it and it's and it was pretty popular. It got decent reviews and things like that. I. I I will say that, um, so in your research, Robert, d did you discover that a lot of these remakes coming out of Japan, especially early on, were those heavily skewed towards JRPGs specifically? Yep. Yeah, a lot I'm of getting, them. I'm getting that feeling, yeah. Yeah. Like when I scroll so, through here, so Ease, Dragon right. Quest, Dragon Quest. So Super Mario All-Stars probably is like the first non-JRPG. Right. Right. Um, yeah fire emblem yeah so my theory is then that like maybe it's something with like you know japan has just had this notion of jrpgs right i i mean they it's, it's japan of course they've they've had that for a really long time the j before. stands for japanese i do believe oh i yeah. think you're right well, a, well, a lot of what, what a lot of people don't think about is, aside from the core gamers that were there for the NES and SNES eras and were heavily invested in a lot of the the stuff that was going on there. I mean, beyond that, video video games in the U.S. weren't like explosively popular just yet. Um, at that point, like they were they were picking up momentum, you know, after the NES came out and the SNES, and like they, they, I mean, they were they were selling a shitload, definitely, but it wasn't until the PS1 came out that like JRPGs were absolutely mainstream. Right. And those were like a big selling point for the console. Those were like the, some of the main things that people were playing. Cause I, it, you have to understand that like the track record coming, like coming up to final fantasy seven releasing on PS1 up until that point, like there had not been a JRPG that was that huge. Final fantasy seven was the biggest JRPG to mm. exist when it came yeah. out. See, I mean, it put the, so you're the arguing, about like the strength of the IP itself as to whether or not it merits the remake. Well, what no, but what well, 
maybe but like what i'm what i'm getting at is that i think japan has just had a longer like a bigger fan base for jrpgs obviously and then just spent a long a longer time with them so therefore that allows them more room to become nostalgic for that thing or allows them more room to like or i should say allow more room for a JRPG to be sold again because you have an established fan base there. Whereas it's not going to sell as well in the U S because JRPGs aren't as popular yet at that time. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was kind of, kind of a jumble mess, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, I yeah. think I follow you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think JRPGs didn't have the traction in the U S yet, but then um, once we get into like the early aughts, that's when stuff like people start to get nostalgic for things. That's when like video games it, like just really take off, especially with like the the Xbox, PS2, GameCube era. Like, I mean, the PS2 is still the biggest selling console of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when you start seeing a lot of like remakes over here in the West, right? And yeah, then you see just- Wii remakes where they put in the motion controls and Wii it makes, makes everything better. It didn't make anything better. It made things worse. I, I still hear people argue to this day that the best way to play Resident Evil 4 is on the Wii. I, I hear that too. I actually, I, I, people actually, I did. I, I did play that on the Wii. It was a great time. Hey. Yeah. Resident but, Evil 4 is that good. I mean, to, and it looks like my assumption based on the graph that you made, Robert, it looks like it does actually start to pick up a little bit after 2003 and then onward mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. And something else I'm noticing too while scrolling through um, the list uh, is two points I want to make. One, with Japan, uh, for years now, this isn't news, right? Japan has always been about handhelds, like huge into handhelds, right? Um, a lot of the early ports of like Dragon Quest are really just taking the game and putting it on the Game Boy. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Right? Okay. Because yeah. you, can't bring, you can't bring your family computer entertainment system on your subway, you, but you can bring your Game Boy, right? Um, and the, the watch me robert i'll do it you can't fucking do it i'll put Nowadays, my game boy on a, on a subway sub yep and eat it you mm. won't that's not that's not real bacon that's not real bacon <laughs> um or even like uh what am i looking for here um the legend of zelda links links awakening right so there was the original mm. links awakening and then links awakening dx which came out on game boy color it's another right. example of like uh-huh. porting it to a handheld, right? And then we got the the modern 2019 one with like the chibi like figurine Very toy, graphics. yeah, yeah. But that's also you know kind of on a handheld because the Switch is a handheld, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other point that I want to make with Japanese remakes remasters is that Japan has been patching games since 1980. Fuck, they've been doing Fuck. patches, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, instead of like, cause you know, back then the internet wasn't as integral a part of gaming as it is today. So they can't just like push out patch 1.2 or whatever. They just decided right. to re remaster or remake the whole We're going to do the whole thing it. over again. Well, so it's not that they do the whole thing over again, like you're thinking, but I think the prime example that unlocked this thought in my brain was street fighter two. Cause there are like 80 versions of street fighter two. There's I don't, so many fucking versions, yeah. dude. Super I don't Street mean Fighter 80 2 copies. Turbo, the 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 championship edition fighters. Yeah. And path fucking I don't know. 
and and I think about the modern day equivalent, which is Street Fighter Five, right? Like there are also multiple versions of Street Fighter Five. Most recently, Street Fighter Five Championship Edition, right? But that basically just includes all of the DLC, which is all the new characters and all the updates because of the season and et cetera, et cetera. I think that's just what Capcom has been doing since Street Fighter Two. It's just that instead of pushing out DLC, they just pushed out a new Street Fighter Two. Yeah, and but, that's why so many people are like, oh, yeah, no, this is the Street Fighter that I had in the local arcade growing up. Because mm-hmm. you have so many. F- in fact, actually, I think I've seen more like Street Fighter 2 Turbo or Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition arcade cabs than I have actual just original Street Fighter 2 cabs. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like it would be very expensive to be like a Street Fighter collector. Uh, I mean, if if you want to buy, I mean, anything involving every, arcade I want cabs. every version. Dude, arcade cabinets are you? Arcade cabinets are fucking insane. They're thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, it, thousands I would of not dollars. Wanna, like if I were to collect anything, it would not be arcade cabs. I don't think. <laughs> not to mention that's a lot of space too. Yeah. Um, like but, I'd buy one or two arcade cabs of games I really like, but not like I'm gonna collect every crazy taxi arcade. Cab yeah. No, there. I would get like one of those. I would build one of those like retro pie like arcade mm. cas where you can have all the games that you want on there. Um, right. But, but. I, I will say, though, too, that uh, kind of to the point of the there's 80 different versions of Street Fighter 2 uh, ease specifically. It's funny that you bring that up. You straight up need a guide if you're going to play through that series to figure out and wade through like which versions of what game do I need to play? Oh, oh my God, because there's so many different versions. I think specifically ease four. There's there's like a dozen different versions of that game. I swear mm. um, the latest being Memories of Celsetta, which is the one that was recently ported to PS4. Um, and that doesn't even say ease four in the title. How fucking confusing is that? Like, it's just a reimagining. Oh, that that's so dumb. Yeah. But also very on brand for Japan. Yeah, because that's what I'm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Because there was also like a remake on PS2 and like a port to the SNES, a port to the PC engine, a port to PC. Like it's. Right. But so ridiculous. in those ports, is it a straight up port? Like, are you playing the same video game on a different platform, or is it like, and there's a slightly different story or a slightly different way to present the story, etc. So I think if you're talking about like the PC engine slash SNES slash PC versions, those are all the same game generally. They might look a little bit different or a lo- little bit better but they're mm. essentially the same game so that would lean more toward the remaster port yeah port, yeah. yeah yeah i would right. say that um other th- other examples that i want to point at uh sonic adventure 2 and then sonic adventure 2 battle which is basically sonic adventure 2 remaster sonic adventure 2 plus right it's almost like remix might be a better word new new game plus use. Uh, not quite because you don't need to beat sonic 2 to play sonic 2 battle right sonic 2 adventure battle is just the first that original game plus Hmm. multiplayer aspects yeah and that's when it gets really confusing right is there's no like guideline for the vernacular that you should use when it comes to these sorts of things like if if they would like sonic adventure 2 battle could be anything theoretically Right. right um or kingdom hearts Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Final Mix Collection. Right. Yeah, so those came later, but I think HD the 1.5 collection. just collects two other games under that umbrella, right? But I'm talking like just straight Kingdom Hearts to Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, right? Totally yeah. changes a little bit of the gameplay, like changes the numbers, changes the stats a bit, right? So it's like 
you're still playing Kingdom Hearts, but you're playing a slightly remixed version of Kingdom Hearts, kind of. Yeah, there's there's different balancing like stuff has been like there's a couple new keyblades, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. But like it, it, uh, Japan only, by the way, final mixes. Right. Until until we got the HD versions over here. Yeah. Which if you're playing the HD version, that's the only version you can play is the final mix version. Oh, man, it's already so confusing I... to try to play Kingdom Hearts <laughs> games. And now you're I putting know. a new layer onto here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But. So my larger point is I think Japan, I mean, obviously is not a stranger to remaking things, right? Like they've been doing it for longer, generally speaking, than the rest of the world, right? Mm. But the bigger thing is I think Japan isn't, well, Japanese devs aren't afraid to slightly mix things up a little between the remakes and remasters, right? Whether it's like a slight tweak to the balancing or like adding a whole new story, right? Or like like an extra episode at the end or something. and. When I looked at this history, I'm kind of like thinking, okay, I know a lot of people on the internet, myself included, were very surprised with the direction Final Fantasy VII Remake took with its story. Like, because we could all see based on the trailers that this is a, this plays differently, it looks different, etc. But no one expected the story tweaks. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm looking at this whole list- But he wears the dress again. He does wear the well. You can wear nine different dresses, or like six different. Oh dresses shit! In the game. Never mind. That's totally different. Depending on your choices, yeah. <laughs> we have choices. <laughs> Their choices, yeah. Um, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm kind of like, man, it's it's weirdly now not surprising in retrospect that this big Japanese RPG changed a lot more than people were expecting in its remake. Ah, we should have expected this. Mm. The signs have been there all along. Maybe. Yeah, I, but I mean, this is like literally a, catacly- a cataclysmic level of like remaking. Like Nomura is like fourth wall breaking with the story and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it, I try not to veer into spoilers too much. Um, but yeah, so like that's why I'm saying like now playing all of Nomura's games, he's doing a thing where like it's kind of becoming more and more implied that all of these games that he works on are existing in the same universe. Right. But the yeah. Nomuraverse. Yes. I, I do think Nomura is writing all of these games from one universe. I'm pretty sure you need to play Neo The World Ends With You to understand Kingdom Hearts 4. I don't know why yet, but I'm pretty what sure a... you do. Spoilers Duh, in there. That was just that was just jumble. <laughs> that was just <laughs> word ga- video game soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also Japanese naming conventions for video games are insane. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I think that that's just in general. I mean, the anime anime does the same thing. I had to look up. Um, I'm watching the remake, which isn't really a remake so much as it is a continuation question mark of Hirashi mm. Nonaka Koroni but it's Hirashi Nonaka Koroni Go which I just found out today means karma mm. um, and I think because of the new title it's I'm officially putting it under the category of like it's it's a different story at this point it's different yeah but they did originally kind of try to market it as like a remake right and you've watched right. the first few episodes of that season and you're like this is this is just a remake this is a remake i'm just seeing things in new animation yeah 
Because when I was watching that, like there were part of parts of me that were drawing a parallel to like this is kind of like what Nomura did with Seven Remake. You know where yeah. it's like it's like okay, yeah, it, it's a remake, totally right, guys. Wink. Yeah, it's like well, you I, thought you knew the story, but wait a minute, that mm-hmm. didn't happen in the original. Yeah. Let so let me actually let me ask you guys this. So, like, it's cool that we have Final Fantasy VII remake as it is, right? Like the fact that we are at the point now where creators can take their like another creation and make it like super meta and like remake it, but also take it in an entirely different direction or actually make it something different, just kind of existing with the same characters and universe mm. but kind of taking creative liberties like you guys were just talking about but how do you think those those things would be like critically received if the original weren't as accessible so like for instance with final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 7 the original is uber accessible now like you can play it anywhere you want um super high frame rates you can like fast forward it you can like turn off random encounters like Super great port that makes it super accessible and super easy for new players to play. Mm. But if we didn't have that and that game s- still only existed on PS1 and like uh, like physical PC discs or whatever at the time, but then we got like a Final Fantasy VII remake, but it takes creative liberties like it still does now, I feel like people would be upset. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. And part of me is thinking because in some ways it still retains that identity as a remake remaster, right? Like when you walk into Final Fantasy VII Remake, when you see the YouTube trailers, you're like, oh, okay, that's a remake of that old game that I didn't play, right? That That's what that person would think, right? Right. Mm. And I still see people who play remakes or remasters of a, of a game in a series and then end up wanting to go like colin wasn't your first yakuza yakuza kiwami zero okay well i know some people who i work with at tech raptor who like their first one was kiwami or even kiwami 2 right and those are straight up remakes or like yes. remasters right of of yakuza and because they played those they ended up wanting to explore the rest of the series even before re- uh three four and five remaster were announced right like they were just like cool i want to know the rest of this i don't care if it's remastered or not i'll play it right so I think the people who would feel that same way towards something like a Final Fantasy VII remake, they'd play it, get to the end. I don't know if they would know <laughs> if it's different, oh. um, but I think they would be like, okay, I kind of want to see what the rest of this is about, right? And I'm sure by the time they hit Reddit, they'll <laughs> be like, wait, something's not right here. Oh, wait, so you're saying, it, are you saying that for people that didn't play the original to begin with? Yeah, I think I think the people who didn't really like the original or didn't play the original to begin with could like see these totally different remaster remake things, right? Like the totally like those Final Fantasy VII remake totally redone sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm talking still want to pe- get in. Right. Well, uh, that's fine. Like, I mean, I'm sure those people don't have an issue, and I'm not saying like I'm arguing for or against. I'm just saying that like I feel like people would be upset, and the reason why I say that is because I feel like people that grew up with like the original Final Fantasy VII, right? And they've been waiting this long for like the game to be remade, you know, if they assuming they didn't have the game like ported to consoles and like the original game as it was intended was not like accessible. Ah. I feel like people that grew up with that story as they know it would be upset if it was changed. And that was the only way that they could play it in a modern fashion. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? I I do see, I do empathize with that position of wanting to have like, I want to play the original game. I want to play it like story beat for story beat as it was, um, but just in a more accessible format. Sure. But, but simultaneously, I, I guess I'd also argue for if it's the same studio, the same people working on it, um, I, I guess you have to cede control to them mm. as far as like this is where they saw to change or improve or whatever the story and gameplay that, that they saw fit to change. Mm. Like that's it's your because it's their thing as creators mm-hmm. and we're just consumers. I, I guess I, I see them having more say in this than the consumer. Yeah, well, fan I, and, even. And I agree with that. But like, for for instance, Robert, like if they took like, oh, what's what's in a game that you like that's not very accessible, like Persona Three, uh, Ease Two. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Persona Three. Oh. Like, right there, like that game is still stuck on like PSP and like PS3 and PS2 mm. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. So like. If they came out with a modern version of that game, like they remade it for like whatever console, it could be PS5, sure. Um, but then they took like artistic liberties with the story and they like changed it pretty drastically. Like what like would it not bother you at all if no, like it, y- you couldn't play like the original story as it was? Yeah, no, it wouldn't bother me at all. And and I think it goes down to why in my mind, like remember in, in the beginning of this conversation, I said things like Crash and Spyro, like, yes, they're remakes, but I don't I don't think of them as like, yeah, like re remake, like the same way that I think of Final Fantasy seven as a remake. Right. Yeah. And so the reason that my brain was like that is because I played through I, I bought the Crash trilogy played through a bit of the first game and then i got really bored with it because i was like wait i've i've done all this i've already done all this when i was a kid Mm -hmm. i yeah i already know what to expect and it's like yeah it's prettier but like i i don't need to see it again i don't need to play it again because i i know what it is and what it's like with final fantasy 7 remake uh it's this idea of okay i know what happens in midgar i know everything i know how cloud meets the party members i know what they do and i know how they leave midgar etc and then nomura was like but what if you didn't know what (laughs) What if what if you didn't actually know right and that made it interesting that made it i I heard the illuminati music playing in my head like the (laughs) x-files yeah you know it's just like (laughs) it it made it a more interesting experience because it's like I read if I again, if I want that old version, I will buy Final Fantasy seven on Steam and play it there. Right. Like done. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. boring to me. And I, I know it's different structure, different folks. I know there are other people who would think that I'm I'm sacrilegious for saying that. And that's fine. Right. We can all experience and enjoy things differently. But from where I stand, I'd like to continue to be surprised by things beyond. Oh, it looks prettier. You know, um, I've yeah. heard people say similar things about Resident Evil 2. I never played the original game. I only played remake, but I know that they changed a lot of the jump scares. They changed a lot of the enemy placements and etc. to make Resident Evil 2 remake feel different, like like more so than yeah. you would expect. And I think that makes a lot of sense because even if it looks prettier and it's like a different camera angle and etc., if you play Resident Evil 2 remake for the first time and you know that there's a zombie jump scare behind that door, even if it's an HD 4K whatever, 
it's not going to scare you anymore because you already know what's coming because you played it back when it was shitty poo poo graphics, right? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's boring without the changes. Right, right. Yeah. And I understand that. But like what I'm saying is like if if there's like no accessible way to play something in its original form, right? I, I feel like that could still be in- incredibly frustrating. What like whether you're a new fan or an old fan alike, right? Because like if you don't have a way to play the original story like as it was, then that that story will eventually be lost to time. That's just mm. kind of frustrating. Yeah. 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 At at the risk of uh making a blanket statement, I feel like um that's more of like the edge case where it's like, it man, is, I wish I could have played high, this. Yeah. Um whereas like with um like Final Fantasy VII remake, you're kind of like going like, Oh, that's how it's different when mm-hmm. you are looking things up on the Wikipedia or like, Oh, um, there was going to be a totally different monster that's uh, more spiders in Resident Evil two. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah I think what you're getting into, Colin, is like preservation, right? And I agree. Yeah, and it that's would be good. Say, yeah, to have like next. the original story in its original form preserved, right? Yeah. But I mean, you might be able to think of examples more than I can off the top of your head, but like for me, I can't think of many where it's like the remake drastically changed the story of a game and now the original version of the game is so lost to time that no no one knows yeah, what originally I- happened. That's usually not happening too often. If anything, usually a remake is happening for a game that's like, you know, there's been some sort of like made accessible version or like, you know, pe- they they know that people have interest in that game. So they find a way to re-release it. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite games, Prince of Persia and the Sands of Time. They're remaking that right now. And I mean, even that like they they ported that uh, that Sands of Time trilogy to PS3 and like an HD uh, trilogy or whatever and xbox right. 360 so like and jake gyllenhaal oh my god and also i just i just want to point this out because i think we all know the internet well enough to know that this will happen let's say for example they release um i don't know dragon quest one remake right but they change everything completely it's totally and like they they fuck with the story in the same way nomura does for seven right and then it's hard to get Dragon Quest one. I'm assuming. I actually don't know. But let's it's say it is right. Actually, I mean, you can get the shitty like mobile graphics, weird like pixel art version that you can play those on Switch. Right. OK, so but let's assume Dragon Quest one is notoriously hard to access. But the Dragon Quest one remake changes the story a little bit and it's weird. Yeah, there's going to be a change.org petition. Yes. There's going to be a Twitter hashtag. Yes. There's going to be I, shitty gamers who reply to every Square Enix tweet to be like, release the original cut, release the Snyder cut of Dragon Quest one, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and they're going to they're going to Snyder to direct it. Yeah. And they're going to release mean, like a port or something. I, I 100% think you're right, Robert. Like that's <laughs> the being realistic about the current climate of the fucking Internet. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gamers um, be like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shit. I, I even I was like, you know, the the internet was. We heard about Naughty Dog remaking The Last of Us for a third time, or okay. second time, second time, yeah, yeah. And like everyone on the internet was like, "What? Nobody? We don't need this. Like nobody, nobody wants. Like we don't need another remake of The Last of Us. The, the Last of Us holds up fine. It's a it's a late era PS3 game that looks still pretty good for the time. Like." Mm-hmm. We already have it on PlayStation. It runs a 4K 60 FPS. Like, what? Like, what? Why do we? Why do we need a remake? Yeah, I usually hear that argument with movies. Like, we don't need a remake. Like, stop it. We don't need this. Um, but 
it I feel like movies with it gets games, a lot. It's usually more like yeah. do it, do it. Movies yeah. it gets a lot messier because that's that's you know that's an entirely that's a passive story driven medium, right? And that's really all movies are. Like you you don't have to worry about gameplay, art style, blah blah blah, as much with like mm-hmm. a movie. Um. So yeah, uh, movies are just like okay, like what can we remake to make money off of? Yeah, that's not what they do in the games industry. Thank God. No, that's a no. D- 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 <laughs> no, that was a poor not. choice of words. You're right. That was a poor choice of words. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it's just like they they make the movie with with new actors and and just I I don't know. They modernize it with Effects. CG probably, and it's mm. usually not as good. Yeah. So I think that that begs the question, right? Uh, at Beg what it. point is it that you're remaking a game too many times? At what point is there too many remakes of one video game see i would make the argument that unless a significant amount of time has passed that if you're putting out a remake after a remake in a relatively short time like space of time i'm like okay what was wrong with the first remake something must have been wrong and the very latest version would be the best to go for because they fixed whatever was wrong in the original remake yes mm-hmm. yeah for me um i again yeah like what daily said it depends how much time has passed and i and i will say this that i think this is where ports can come in clutch right where like come you can take clutch. the same game and port it as many times as, as you want i'm always happy if it, i like i know the joke about skyrim is like holy fuck how many skyrim times for the gamecube we're gonna get skyrim for everything but I'm not honestly mad about that because, like, now I can play Skyrim wherever I want. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not mad at playing, like, the ability to play something wherever I want, whenever I want. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to ever be upset about that. You I know? am. Like, I'm th- pissed. The ongoing narrative in, in the PlayStation community right now is, like, that people are just getting completely, like, out of their minds because some PlayStation exclusives are getting ported to PC. And I'm like, why? That's a good thing. Yeah, well, that, that, it, that's gamer elitism. You know? Yeah, it's like it's a good thing because, <laughs> first of all, these game these games are being ported to PC like way after these games have come out on PlayStation anyway. So they they sold a majority of however many copies they're going to sell on PlayStation. You're making those games more accessible. And th- that studio is getting more money. And that probably means they're going to have a bigger budget for the next game. The inevitable mm-hmm. sequel, whatever that is. Horizon Zero Dawn was consistently one of the best selling games on Steam this past summer sale. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. Like, I don't really have a quantifiable number. I could say like five remakes, too many remakes. Like, <laughs> I mean, it might be maybe right. It, it really wholly depends on the context and then also the implications around it. Because I mean, technically, aren't we slated to get like three more Final Fantasy seven remakes? Kind of ish yes yeah, like we haven't gotten the full remake ish kind Dude, of by, by right? the time the last big it's a comes trilogy out, the, the next one is going to be like a cross gen between ps5 and ps6 oh yeah it's probably going to be on ps6 yeah. yeah but yeah i don't think there's a hard number for it but i think it, it no. really is depends case by case right like i think the last of us remake that they're that is allegedly in the works i think that's one where it's like you raise your eyebrow and say but why because yeah because i can slap my last of us disc into my ps5 and it plays like yeah 
It, it looks good. Holds up. Yeah, it runs at 4K 60 but, FPS. And I mean, now they're getting to the point where they're patching, you know, The Last of Us Part 2 for 60 FPS. They patched. And actually, that's, I mean, if we want to get into that, like the PS5 ports that have been happening, Ghost of Tsushima, like you could already play that at 60 FPS on PS5. But mm-hmm. now they're doing a thing where you have to pay money if you want like the PS5 director's cut upgrade. <laughs> and that's okay. basically just gives you like adaptive triggers in the expansion yeah, okay. for your sword. Oh, but you don't even use the triggers for the sword, right? I don't think so. Yeah. But no, uh, yes. Yeah, hold on. Never... The, tr- the triggers are just to change your stance. What are they going to fucking adaptive trigger for that? I don't fucking know, dude. That just feels like a sword, <laughs> but I they guess. Are. Okay. Whatever. Uh, you can feel Jin's body uh, shift positions. I I don't fucking know. That sounds hot. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a game filled with Jin Jin Sakai, but that's true. He does hot mm. springs. He does have a nice butt. That's dude butt. Sure. Uh, <laughs> another big question as we're debriefing here, right? Is I, you know we we've just talked. like Jin. Yeah, we're debriefing just like Jin. He debriefs. That's my new favorite Holy way to say fuck. undressing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> do, do, does remaster remakes does that work for you generally speaking? Right, because you know again there's so many different meanings to remaster remakes. But I think daily you answered it is one of the first questions you know in this in this episode that I asked is that what do you think of and do you care? Right. And daily, I think you said that you were kind of like meh on the whole, right? Yeah. Um, unless it's like a full blown like remake, like fresh start remake, the same way that um, Final Fantasy VII is. I feel I get, I, and this might just be me. This might just be my own anxieties, but I feel more welcomed to jump on like the fl- mm. like. This is a great jumping on point to finally get into Final Fantasy, um, because this is like that game um that people always refer back to Mm. versus um digging into like the original and you know i have not played a lot of games from that era let alone jrpgs so i don't think it would entice me nearly as much as the remake does so i i guess it's more in terms of accessibility like that's the the most accessible is that when it's a full-blown remake because it's like new audiences new players are welcome mm. yeah yeah what about you Kong? because you're like our resident like horny for old games <laughs> guy yeah so i am not a gatekeeper when it comes to this sort of thing like i i will say like even though i do get a little bit hung up on the definitions between remake and remaster um at the end of the day it's all about that's like basically just pedantics when it comes to the discourse around a given new story about a game or a game itself. I don't think it really matters what you call it, as long as you show me what the game looks like or that game is coming to a new platform or console and it's more accessible. Um, and the and the when talking about like retro games getting remade, uh, like PS1 era games in the case of Final Fantasy seven, I think it's good to take those games. I mean, we've been getting a lot of actually around now we've been getting a lot of ps1 games jrpg specifically getting remade because we just had uh around this time legend of mana get remade which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool also uh saga frontier which that remake kind of it looked bad but the point is like we're we're taking those what's that skyward sword oh yeah skyward sword is coming out and i think 
people are going to be like, oh my god, the dungeon design in this game is actually really good. And I'll be like, yeah, I know it was, motherfucker. It was good on the Wii, too. <laughs> but, uh, my point is, like, I think it's good when we take those games and make them more accessible. Not only that, but oftentimes a lot of these ports improve upon those experiences because, quite frankly, I have a hard time playing the original Final Fantasy VII. I do. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm not wow. gonna sit here and tell you that like I enjoy every bit of the moment-to-moment gameplay in Final Fantasy VII. And I would, I would challenge anyone to tell me that they enjoy every bit of the moment-to-moment gameplay in Final Fantasy VII, the original, because. Yeah. There are so many times in that game where I'm like, I need a strategy guide to tell me where to go. Um, I want to turn off random encounters because random encounters to me are like, okay, yeah, they were necessary at the time, but that's one of those things where like, I don't feel very nostalgic for it or anything like that because I think Mm. it's just, it's not a fun gameplay mechanic. I don't like walking around the overworld and just randomly stumbling into battles 10 feet from each other. It's time to fight. Yeah. Too bad. Like a lot of those old JRPGs, I think from an, if you want to talk about accessibility, have way too high of a random encounter rate too on top of that. You know, I mean, one of my favorite games growing up was Breath of Fire 3, but I played that recently and it's like, I love the music. I love the art style. The game, the battle system's even like pretty fun. But the, the thing about it is like, Jesus Christ, I can't walk more than 10 feet without getting into a fight. Mm. you know so that's the way the world works yeah so you know when you get modern ports of games like that and they can face a lot of those issues i'm always open to that like i'm i'm never upset about making a game more accessible and uh you know video games are bigger than they've ever been so if we can get more people on board for a specific game and and get a like have a great story be more open to more people then that's i think that's great yeah yeah, I think like at worst, I'm indifferent about ports and at best, I'm excited for very few of them or remaster remakes, I should say. Um, but I think that's perfectly fine, right? Like uh, Legend of Mana, the remaster that came out recently or the Saga Frontier remaster. I am indifferent about those mm-hmm. because you know what? I don't care. I didn't play those games back in the day. I have no skin in the mana game. I have no skin in the saga game. But you know what? There's at least one nerd out there who does have skin in either of those games. Mm. And they're excited as fuck. And bully to them, right? They they can have it. They can enjoy it, right? I think you said don't bully, bully them. them, Robert. <laughs> you bull- yeah. can bully them. <laughs> fuck bully them kids. their careers. <laughs> no, no a bully for them. That's good for them, right? Like, I'm yes. glad that they can be I, that happy. Is a new, that's a new expression that I, I today I learned. Yeah, hey, Ron Swanson says it on the famous, the famous Office remake, Parks and Recreation. Bully. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that, right? And then even if I haven't played it, it's a good, um, like Daily was kind of alluding to, it's a good like entry point for the people who are saga curious, right? Or like with <laughs> Skyward Sword, I am si- Skyward Sword cur- curious, so be curious about that sword, right? But it's not like. I'm not going to dig up a Wii to play or a GameCube to play it, right? But the fact yeah. that Nintendo is like, oh, cool. Well, you know that Switch you have? You can play it on there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I might purchase it and then I can play it and like see what the fuss is about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when a remake or remaster is really, really good or exciting, like Resident Evil 2 or Final Fantasy 7, it's like, hell yeah, this is cool. This is what I want, right? And the fact that I can only think of one really botched remake in recent years, which is the Warcraft 3 Reforged thing, which totally... God, how did they literally do that so terribly? Yep. How did they do it so bad? Yeah, they fucked that so hard. But you know what? <laughs> oh Blizzard's God. fine, you know? They're, they're okay. <laughs> um, and Diablo yeah, so 2 is getting a remake soon, too. That's true, yeah. But we have no... Um, 
Oh, it might be out by the time we release this episode, but as it is right now, we don't really know how good or bad it's going to be, but based on how it looks so far, it seems fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, it's just generally, I don't see a reason to be angry about remakes, remasters. I'm curious as to how f- how much they work, because off the top of my head, I can't think of a series that was obscure, got a remaster, sold gangbusters, and it revitalized the series. Uh, the Mana series. They're getting a new game. Oh, brand new one? Yes. Oh, right. And an anime too, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Densetsu, whatever. Yeah, second Densetsu. Yeah. Or Seiken Densetsu, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Daily don't hate me for mispronouncing Japanese. I hate you. Always. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I mean... You took Japanese, Colin. I know I did. You're right. I don't have an okay. excuse. Yeah, so that, that's, that's actually pretty cool then, because part of me was thinking, like, it seems to mostly be the franchises that are already pretty successful that end up with pretty successful remakes, remasters. Halo, Final Fantasy, Re- Resident Evil, not Warcraft, unfortunately no. for them, but Call Maybe of Duty, that... the Modern Warfare remasters. Does that suggest then that you kind of already have to be pretty strong in order to get a do-over? Like, it's not a do-over in the sense that this game wasn't successful the first time around. Let's try again. I mean, I don't even know if it's a do-over. I think it's more that, hey, you're not going to buy our 10-year-old game again. But what if we published it again? Would you buy it again? It's a victory lap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the fact of the matter is they're not going to stop happening because um, in a lot of cases, I mean, they're just they're easy money. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of devs, right? Like easy money. Like it's, you know, might just be a matter of like in the case of ports anyway, it's just a matter of going into the the code and like that system and just kind of like porting it to the next one, assuming they have the same architecture, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just turning up the internal resolution, and there you go. Bam boom, boggity boom. And some mm-hmm. dev is screaming at me right now and they're saying there's that not is, that yes, easy. The technical term, yeah. bam boom, yeah. boggity boom. Yeah, I think they teach that in college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I have two degrees, guys. I just mm-hmm. bim bam boggity boomed my way through college. I did a bitty bitty bop zap and then I made a Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm a scat man. Yeah. I, I will say though too is like um like localization is like a whole other thing though too. Like the fact that the E series is still coming out here is is kind of a miracle because they I mean they got a second life because of NIS America and mm. uh Falcom or not Falcom uh, um Nihon or and um, yeah, NIS. But de- I think somebody else is publishing them, right? I don't know. I mean, NASA. Say, yep. say, Na- Sega? Was no, Sega? NASA. They're the ones publishing yes. these, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, NAS America like brings those over here. They're they're like selling enough to the point where they're they're making a lot of money. And and then like Yakuza is a way bigger example where like they this won't be successful in the West. And then Zero came out and everyone's like, holy shit, Yakuza is like fantastic. Right. Um, but Zero wasn't like a remake. No, but it w- it was a prequel. And that it's it's the first in the story, and then they remade the first game. And so they they were and really I'm, smart about it. I've mm-hmm. always been recommended when I, I've been like I'm thinking about Yakuza. Uh, Zach always is like D- zero. Just yeah. start with zero. Zero. Actually, so, I, I think so you should good. start with four. Four is a pretty good starting point. Don't 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 start with four. Four is <laughs> Thanks. not. Four Thanks. Is, four I trust is... your advice implicitly, yeah, Robert. You should, you should. I love uh, that series, <laughs> and I would say four might be the weakest link. If I'm being honest. Yeah. So start with four, because then it only gets better from there. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, I'll have. Uh, I think it's better. Ground to our... level expectations and just watch them rise from there. Yeah. Yeah. 
but anyway, yeah, so that's that's a whole other thing. Um so I yeah, I don't know. I mean I think I think ports are always be a good thing. The more video games the merrier. Mm-hmm. I think we should we should have more games always and yes, Japan, we do want that game that you're thinking that we don't want because we'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Japan is definitely um they're interesting. But the with the way they do remakes and remasters, right? Because actually like Colin, you were asking earlier about whether I would be happy with the Persona 3 port if they changed it. I think with Persona as a specific example, I mean, look at Persona 4, then Golden, 5, then Royal, right? They're like mm. kind of remasters, kind of, with extra. Persona 6 confirmed. Yeah, Persona 6 confirmed. They're more like, uh, they're more like director's cuts. I guess so. I mean, I would still kind of think of them as like a remaster because you're still they're still the same game, just with refinements, right? Well, kind the of... gameplay's not changing though, or, the... nor nor is the resolution or anything like that, right? A lot of the stats change, like like your strategies from Persona Five to Royal are a little like the personas you want to get are different. I mean. And... We're talking about the difference of like several hours, also, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. I think when I played Royal, I clocked in twenty or thirty more hours than five. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's like you know, that's like when you have like a director's cut of a movie, right? Like the the movie might not be like a higher resolution or like the the mix or whatever might not change, but there's like extra scenes slotted in there. Yeah. It's like recut or re-edited. I mean, I'm thinking of it this. Way. I'm thinking of it the same way as like Kingdom Hearts Final Mix or Sonic 2 Battle. Yeah. Or like the, all the Street Fighter 2 remakes or not remakes, but, you know, the Street Fighter 2, like, quote unquote, patches that are totally new games. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, well, with a, a very story driven game like well, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, I don't think there was any story beats added. I think it was literally just some some gameplay rebalancing stuff, if I recall right. Um. But yeah, but like with Persona, yeah, that, I mean, to me, that's just like, oh, we have a superior version story wise, or at least what we believe is the superior version story wise of this game. Right. Um, and also a little bit of gameplay stuff, too. I don't know. To me, I would define that as a director's cut mm. or extended yeah, edition or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like you're you're more likely to wind up playing um, heart gold than you are gold in now. Pokemon. Right now. Right. Yeah. Except you're going to pay 200 fucking dollars for a copy. Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of just lump it in that bucket of Japan likes to remix shit. Yes, just the holistic bucket of that, right? The word remix gets uh, thrown about quite a bit. Yeah, that's just kind of how I see that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with with Japan. Yeah, can I, I? I know we're kind of running long here, but there's something I did want to bring up because somebody brought this up to me a few days ago. Doki Doki Literature Club mm. Plus just came out. <laughs> I've been playing mm. that. Went in completely blind, loving it. I think it's extremely clever. Like it's it's just like a very unique premise for it's what it is. Making your literature club go Doki Doki. Yes, it's making my literature club go Doki Doki, and it's not what it seems if you've never heard of it before. So give it a shot. That's all I'll say. Um, but somebody had brought up to me that like it was originally freeware on PC. Like you could play the game for free from the devs. Is that mm. true? Mm. Steam. It, mm-hmm. It's free on Steam. Yep. You can oh, download okay. yeah. Doki Doki right now. Yeah. So 
I was gonna ask then, like, you know, when when stuff like that, when you have like freeware that gets prominence and it gets like a new edition or whatever, now on certain consoles you have to pay for it. Like I had to pay for it on Switch. Mm. So oh, to get it on the different console. Yeah. So like the like what is what does that mean then for for ports? Like I mean I don't know if that's just paying like a tax to play it somewhere else, but I don't know if that's a good necessarily a good, uh, the greatest yeah. of practices. But well, I don't know. That makes sense to me, especially um, and it's hard to to say with a unique case like Doki Doki Literature Club, which I think is kind of ideally played as a freeware PC game because of well, I know parts that of the I know premise. that now. I know that you now. know that now, yes. Yeah, but I didn't um, know that going in. But so going just, into it yeah. and then being like, "Wait, if it's free on PC, why do I have to pay for it on the Switch?" I I think it's yeah, it's and just that extra to there too. Right. difficulty in porting it and Ooh. doing a, a couple swaps to uh, compensate for the platform change. Well, the the difference too with DDLC and DDLC Plus is plus has more content it's the director's cut it's the right it's it's doki doki royal or golden right yeah so even on steam right now if you wanted to buy doki doki literature club plus you would have to pay 15 bucks for it you can download the original for free still but plus costs money even on the platform it was originally paid for or originally free for so yeah i think this is just a matter of it's a director's cut it's a remake whatever you fucking want to call it it's a remix right um of ddlc and because of that it's being sold yeah Mm. and 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 to be fair like i don't really take issue with like paying devs for their work (laughs) that's not what i'm getting at i'm not like everything free (laughs) everything everything free i I paid like 13 dollars because they had they even had a launch sale for the game so Mm -hmm. like I, I'm not like super upset that I had to pay for it. It's just interesting to me, like how that I how am. It works. Because like when we had when online marketplaces on console started to become a thing, along with Steam, right? Uh, we started to see ports of Flash games start showing up on like PS3 and Xbox 360 back in the day, and those weren't free. Like you had like uh like a lot of stuff from Newgrounds, like Castle Crashers and like Alien Hominid, Meat Boy. Yeah, mm. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, or Meat Boy, and then became Super Meat Boy. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just an, like kind of like an evolution of that. Not mad about it. It's just cra- it's just funny how that works. Yeah, I mean, I think with those two, it was like they were evolutions. Again, the remix idea, right? It's not like just a mm. straight port from the Flash to the Xbox. It was like I think they they updated most of those games, right? To- yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that that's where i mean we're getting definitely into the weeds way yeah, more we, than i expected about it but like yeah it's i i see that as just the remix idea essentially which maybe i don't know maybe that's one of the classifications that should start being used more is the remix where it's not quite a remake not quite a remaster but it's like let's just some new uh, shit new levels let's just say re on everything persona 5 that re. resident evil does persona 5 re 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 uh yeah let's do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but anyways i think that's the last question i have i know we're trying to wrap up but i really appreciated doing this episode because i don't get to whoop just whip out all this nerdy ass knowledge that i have just flopping around in my brain too often. yeah good thing i'm deleting this episode right when we're done and no one's ever (laughs) Ah. gonna hear it (laughs) no one's ever gonna hear it 
Yeah, so this is the secret episode. If you are hearing this, this was absolutely a mistake. Robert yeah. never meant to post this. Um, listen while you can because he will take it down mm-hmm. soon. So yeah. to everyone in my recycle bin, thank you so much for listening to our uh, our little show here. Um, if you have questions, not that you would, because no one's listening. Uh, you can email those to us at everythinginpod at gmail.com uh, or you can tweet at us at everythinginpod. And you know what? If you're watching this on YouTube, some, on my recyclebinyoutube.com, if you're watching it there, uh, leave a comment down below. Let us know what's your favorite remake, remaster, remix, whatever the fuck you want to call it. What's your favorite one of those? Because we're curious. Ape Escape. Do you say Rune Escape? No, Ape Escape. Oh, okay. Ru- Rune Escape. <laughs> RuneScape. <laughs> Rune uh, I started playing RuneScape and then I immediately escaped from that. Mm, so that's my favorite WoW remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh man! Uh, yeah, we have fun here. So we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode of Everything in Potteration. And until then, we'll see you with a remade in 4K version of our podcast. <laughs>